everybody. Welcome to Skewed and Reviewed, the TV show. I am your host, Gareth Von Kallenbach of Skewed and Reviewed. And uh, we'll be talking about our magazine and some of our live appearances. we got a couple of in-studio special guests tonight. We'll also be talking about some of the latest in movie news, uh, showing a few trailers, talking about some video games, travel, and much more. We may even have a contest later tonight. So stick around. We're going to kick it off with a trailer of one of this summer's brand new films. It's looking really good. And it is Robert Rodriguez and the brand new version of Predators. Coming this July from 20th Century Fox. Plural, yes, absolutely. Many predators. Technical problems here. <laughs> hey, it's a first show and it's live. What did you expect? <laughs> no. You want union stuff, you're going to have to pay for it. It's that simple. <laughs> One more time. What's the last thing you remember? All of a sudden, there was a light, and then I was falling. I was supposed to be executed two days ago. And I was in combat. So was I. Black Ops. Yakuza. We need to work as a team. Does this look like a team-orientated group of individuals to you? Well, doesn't that look exciting, folks? That is the trailer for the brand new film Predators, which is the third in the Predator series. Fifth, if you count the Alien vs. Predator movies, I don't, but uh, no sensible person does. Now, the sad thing about that is, unfortunately, Arnold Schwarzenegger was offered a chance to come on and do a cameo as Dutch Schaefer, and he apparently has declined it because he's not able to do so. They even offered to push production back to accommodate his potential... Uh, vacancy from the governorship of California, but he was not able to do that. But nonetheless, Adrian Brody apparently was so impressed he uh, signed a rumored multi-picture deal for it, and so we'll be seeing that in July. It looks pretty good. Word I hear is the script is outstanding, but it is gory beyond belief. Apparently, it is the most gory of all the films. So we'll be checking that out. Um, 
We also have another trailer we're going to be kicking off right here, and this is for the next big summer film we're going to be talking about from Walt Disney Studios that could be uh, ushering in not only a whole new series of films, but also a brand new TV series. This is Tron Legacy. I promised you that if I ever got any information about your dad, I'd tell you first, right? I was paged last night. Came from your dad's office at the arcade. So? So? The number's been disconnected for 20 years. Two nights before he disappeared, he came to my house. He said he was about to change everything. Science, medicine, religion. You wouldn't have left that, Sam. You wouldn't have left you. Alan, you're acting like I'm gonna find him sitting there working. Just, hey, kiddo, lost track of time. Wouldn't that be something? Well, doesn't that look fantastic, huh? That is... <laughs> yes, the studio audience is John Crazy. Let's hear it for the studio audience, everybody. <laughs> oh, yes, it's amazing what some people will do to get in out of the rain. But <laughs> thankfully, it's not raining. Anyway, a brief thing before we get into the films. Wanted to talk about our, our magazine here. We got the issue one of the Skewed and Reviewed magazine. And this is the brand new issue two of the Skewed and Reviewed magazine. And we have movie news, game reviews, interviews, convention news, travel news, and much, much more. And yes, and we also have a um, the uh, proceeds from it go to benefit the Child's Play charity, which is started by PAX and Penny Arcade, and it goes to benefit children's hospitals around the country. Not Charles Lee Ray, that's correct. We also have the Skewed and Reviewed t-shirts, and yes, they come in other colors. We got the new uh, black ones under design right now. They got the logo on front, URL on the back, and those two also go to charity, and you can get more info on that on the webpage. Okay, enough of the shameless plugs. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, please contact us at the uh, website or via the show, and we'd be happy to get you on the show uh, as a sponsor, as a guest, anything like that. 
Before we get to our wonderful guests here who are truly chewing the scenery, wanted to talk about the big news that's happening right now, and that is that we do have a, an official casting for Captain America. Chris Evans, who played the Human Torch in Fantastic Four, has been offered the role, and rumor has it that none other than Mr. Anderson himself. Mr. Anderson himself, Hugo Weaving, may indeed be playing the Red Skull. Now, my uh, sources say that Chance Crawford and Garrett Hedlund had both been offered the lead role but passed it up, and that it has fallen to Chris Evans, and it's only a matter of him accepting it and signing the contract. Sources say this could cause a problem at 20th Century Fox, though, because apparently he's going to have to back out of a comedy that he had agreed to do with them, so we'll have more details on that soon. Anyway, without any further ado, we're going to uh, get back to the movie and game stuff a little later in the show, but we want to talk to our uh, guest right now. And right up, we've got a convention coming up, Crypticon, which is the Northwest premier horror, fantasy, and of course, horror convention. And we're going to have uh, some special guests in studio, and we also have Eric here, who is the, uh, what do we call you, the founder, the president, the head honcho, the guy that makes it happen. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, so without further ado, here's Eric, and he's going to tell you a little bit about Crypticon and what you guys can look forward to. Come on down. Hey, Eric, take it down. Yes. We'd offer you some coffee, but, uh, you know. Yes. Tell us about Crypticon. Say it correctly this time. Crypticon's happening in June. Where am I? I'm over there. You're right here. June 18th right. through the 20th. Shut up. <laughs> I'll be there to scare the crap out of little children and have all kinds of fun. Children for dinner. We've got, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> We've got a lot of guests coming up. We've Tell got movies coming up. Tell them who. Which guest? Tell them who. Kane Harder. Kane Harder's coming in. He's big guy. Big name. I kidnapped. He did play Jason. Yes. I just kidnapped Brian Sipes the other night. Threw him in the trunk of my car. I think he's still there, isn't he? Yeah, we left we left him in there. I don't know. He's got a bag on his head. He should be fine. Uh, Margot Kidder, who's not as good as Adrian Bababo, who came last year, but damn, she's still a hot name. Who else do we got? We got, what's his butt from, who's the vampire guy? That whiny goth, uh, emo, stupid vampire crap that's out now. What is that? I don't remember his name. I don't think we have anyone from Twilight, if that's what you're getting at. Is that true? Who's this? <laughs> well, there's a teen audience. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. I was frightened. I was very frightened during that film, but for all the wrong reasons. It takes nothing to make an emo kid cry. You want to impress them, make them laugh. That's true. By very true, way. very true. Uh, I'll toss out there. We don't have, problem is, I was supposed to get confirmation on a huge guest today. What? But that didn't happen. So we're supposed to have it by Thursday. So you're not as huge as you say you are. No. Wait a second. I already confirmed. What's the problem? <laughs> Gareth will be there for two hours. Two hours? hours. Oh, hoity toity. To tell us everything you're ever going to want to know or wow. don't want to know. Two hours. And we've got... <laughs> they resurrected me for the whole damn weekend. What's your problem? Yes, you can enjoy Chuckles at our costume contest. We're going to have a costume yeah. contest. We're going to have a makeup contest with Brian Sipes. Right. is involved in that. A, for those of you that are familiar with like Chopped or Project Runway or any of those things, we're getting the, um, what do you call it, rules up soon on exactly what you need to do that. But we're bringing that in and... Movies. I'm working with PlanetOfTerror.com to bring in some really, really good films. And the Maelstrom International Fantastic Film Festival will be presenting their best of horror shorts. 
anybody that went to last year's, well, last year's we had the vendor room, the guest room, and I had two rooms to work with. Um, despite what Gareth said, my main job is filling those rooms with crap to go on and, well, not crap, but good stuff. Crap. No. Ah, you make me He's talking me. crap. <laughs> talking crap about my show. I can't deal with that. Say it nicely. Okay. Don't make me use this as a suppository. <laughs> Again. Anyways, um, so we've got, uh, where was I? You were telling us about filling the rooms. That's right. Last year, we had the two rooms. This year, I've got eight. We've got eight rooms worth of stuff. We've got Jenna putting together a phenomenal reading room. Uh, F. Paul Wilson and William F. Nolan and a whole bunch of FN guys. Uh, it'll be fun. Fun on a bun. Psycho will be hope hosting some stuff. Oh, I'm going to be all over the damn show. That's right. <laughs> Costume contest, two fashion shows, one for 18 and over only. <laughs> That's the fun one. <laughs> Uh, three cash bars. Lots of booze. Three? Three. <laughs> Why stop at three? <laughs> We've got three official ones, so you don't even have to leave any rooms. Even though we're at the Holiday Inn in Everett, so you can get a room. You can hang out the whole time. You can talk to the Bizarro readers, because they kick ass and they're extremely bizarre and fun. Like him. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All about me. I don't know what else to say. What else do you want to say? Well, let's see. Say Pafaffle. No. Yeah. Well, I've got some curiosity about this. I remember last year we had uh, some fantastic guests. Yeah. And uh, we had the guys with the Make Your Own Zombie film. I understand they're coming back again. Yes. Good. And I remember that we had Lloyd Kaufman last year. Any chance Lloyd's coming back this year? Still still, still in, in the mix here. Well, that's good. And I believe we discussed earlier that we will possibly be doing a Mystery Science Theater style live thing where we're going to rip up some bad movies. So, we're talking to the Beta Society to put together something like that. That'll be a lot of fun. And uh, the new, there's a new local comic book company called Creators Edge, Comics Evolution, and they've got a ton of artists coming. So we'll have a lot of comic book stuff. What's new thing to happen to comics in And if I'm not mistaken, uh, timing always can change with this, but our fun local company, Valve Software, will have the latest Left 4 Dead: The Crossing should be. Uh, Available as downloadable content right about the time the show goes on. So, lots of zombie bashing there. I'll have to look into that. Absolutely, <laughs> you should. Now, Eric, uh, where can people get tickets for this and get information about uh, how to get involved? Uh, CryptoconSeattle.com. We've got our Twitter feeds, of course, at Crypticon and Crypticon fan page on Facebook and all this stuff. If you do search for Crypticon, you'll find most of it. We uh, you do Crypticon Seattle, you'll definitely find the right Crypticon. There's like three of them. Yeah, they are loosely associated. Bunch of fun people. A lot of fun going on. I like if, loose people. If you like horror, there's no reason not to come to Crypticon. <laughs> Blood and guts and splatter and gore. It's going to be a hell of a time. <laughs> and scary clowns. And, you know, the sad thing about it is, believe it or not, uh, I'll be doing charity fundraising there too, in between the <laughs> panels. So, but we do it with uh, horror-themed product too, didn't we? <laughs> a lot of horror stuff last year. That was fun. So, uh, definitely we'll have some uh, we'll have some goodies for you as well. So we can definitely look forward to that. And uh, oh yeah, well we're definitely uh, that's assuming your work release is still in place at that ah, time. By the way, how'd you get across the border this time? I have, have been I've been very curious about that. Yeah, we're not going to talk you about that. 
Uh, family show, what can I say? <laughs> Speaking of family show, we do want to talk about another good member of the family. We have uh, some wonderful people that help put on uh, our website. And uh, First off is my wonderful wife, Genevieve, who is uh, resting at home tonight, getting over her uh, bug that's going around, but we'll have her soon. And we have Amara and Justin. Amara is one of our, uh, our lead writers, and uh, she also couldn't be here today. Justin is her husband who helps out at conventions. There's my sister Phaedra who uh, helps out with reviews and we have a new reviewer as well, Daniel, that will be uh, coming in the mix. And of course, our, uh, our whole project would not be complete without our next two people and that's Simeon who puts the website together. And our next guest over here, Jim, who not only handles a lot of our video stuff, Jim puts together the magazine for us and does all the layout. And Jim's going to talk about one of his projects. So come on down, Jim. All right. Obviously, I scare this clown. He just, I mean, come here, come here sweethearts. Come here. There we go. <laughs> Uh, now I'm scared. <laughs> hey, you're the one that hired me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, boy. You, you know that song, Send in the Clowns? They always used to say it's political, but not anymore. Anyway, Jim. The best, version of that, the best version of that song ever, and he would, he would definitely enjoy this. Krusty the Clown. Send in the clowns. You know, the... You know, the, the problem is, whenever I think of Krusty, I think of one of the greatest lines from the Gabbo episode. And unfortunately, they've actually had to chop it from syndication. And this is where he, go, he lost his job to a ventriloquist, and they crank called him, and they said, uh, you know, they called him up, and Krusty was desperate for work. And he said, uh, you know, oh, by the way, if this is the callback from that porno edition I did earlier today, I don't know what happened, but I want to reassure you I'm all man. So... <laughs> Leave it at that. And apparently that was considered a little too uh, iffy for uh, syndication, so now you only see it on the deleted scenes. Ah, but I still remember this with The Simpsons. They had the truth to say the greatest truth in the world. There's nettie an animal alive that cannot run a Greek Scotsman. And since my family is all from Scotland, I can say that because there is some truth to the rumors. Anyway, tell us about uh, Pacific Fen. All right, well, before I get on to Pacific Fen Spotlight, uh, i gotta, I got to respond to that that um vikings they might not be able to outrun a greek scotsman but they wouldn't want to so you know <laughs> anyway um my name's jc uh, also known as jim uh, i put together a internet podcast show called pacific fence spotlight uh we basically go to conventions and events and uh, uh basically show off our geekdom and all that wonderful stuff and uh oh i guess i'm over here now um and it's a pretty cool show it's if you if you like to if you're a pretty geek, big geek like me and i am a very big geek uh in more ways than one, uh, then I think you'll enjoy the show. It's pretty cool. So you got to do it. Um, I'm also the design editor for Student Reviewed Magazine. I'm the guy that uh, puts everything together like a giant jigsaw puzzle, m much to my chagrin. And no matter how hard he tries to, to flummox me, I've yet to be flummoxed. Nice. So there. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Issue three, John, coming in July. By the way, we need to talk about the cover. Anyway, <laughs> so so I'm the guy that puts that together, and uh, I think it looks pretty good. So. Yeah. Why, why is Patrick Stewart about to have a really bad day? That's not Patrick Stewart, although he kind of looks like Patrick Stewart, <laughs> but yeah. Trek ship back here. 
Yes, but you can tell it's not Patrick Stewart, but he does have the alien uh, predator lasers going at him. It's some alien love, is what it is. Oh, he's yeah, he's loving it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. You can't say that. That's covered. Yes, we have a very special cover in mind for issue three. And uh, we're joking around about jumping away from the uh, gaming cover and possibly doing a film cover. Ooh. Or we may, since that'll coincide with our wonderful trip to Disneyland to cover the new attractions there, we may let you put a nice little Disney cover on the front of it, too. So, <laughs> haven't quite decided. I'm all a tingly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, see, now, now here's the thing. You have me that would say... Hey, you know, they're going to shut down Star Tours in October to get ready for Star Tours 2. So let's put something on Star Tours. But then there's the other part. It says, oh, but there's a Little Mermaid ride coming. Hey, let's put the castle in mermaids. That, that really, you know, just really nails our fan base right there. You know, we've been doing the blood and guts and the action stuff. Hmm. Our fan base. <laughs> there's a Little Mermaid ride coming. <laughs> Oh, boy. You know, I kind of wonder what would happen if he showed up at the gates of the happiest place on earth. <laughs> They'd send him to Knott's Berry Farm. I th no, Universal. Yeah, Fright Night. Just get in the tram. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yes. Well, that's probably the one time of year that it doesn't raise any eyebrows, does it? <laughs> And I got tired of telling him no. So I told him that Disney was making a new cartoon feature about an evil clown that learned the error of his ways by the end of the thing, and I'm the star. And I got three of them to ask for my autograph. It was hilarious. That's awesome. Now, let's just hope you didn't follow that up with, would you like some candy, little boy or girl? <laughs> candy from strangers is the best candy of all. There's not much stranger than me. Amen to that. You know, it's amazing what Thorazine and Methadone will do on your day on your days <laughs> off. <laughs> Man. And to think <laughs> Rob Zombie had it right, didn't he? <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer I prefer Viagra with a vodka chaser, so yeah. Uh yes. <laughs> so we've got the conventions covered up. I also have to do a shameless plug that after how many years has it now been? Six, seven, eight. Nine years, I am making a return to NorwestCon. How about that? Yes. The, uh, that's the million-dollar question, but we won't go into that. But, yes, nine years after my standing room only two-hour panel, I'm back. So we'll be doing four panels, and they, excuse me, three panels, and it will all be done on the first Saturday in April. Uh, so check that out. We're going to have more, deta uh, more details soon. Hey, now, come on. You expect me to do this? I left the bottle out in the car, so come on. Maybe next time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, Darren has got some uh, trailers coming up soon, but we're going to talk about some uh, movie stuff first. And since we got the panel of experts here, or the dubious panel, we're going to talk about some of the... Uh, we're going to talk about some of the latest DVD releases. And, of course, well, as time allows later in the show, we'll talk about some of the movies that are coming out in the next two to three years, following up on the panel I did at um, Emerald City Comic Con. Now, since we're in mixed company here, we're going to be really nice, and we're going to talk about the uh, Blu-ray releases of Toy Story and uh, Toy Story 2, which are available from Disney Home Entertainment. And these are the combo discs that also include the conventional DVDs. 
And the uh, special version of it also has a ticket to the upcoming Toy Story 3, which is in 3D and which will be out later this summer. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. And there's a good shot of them right there. And, of course, they're loaded with all sorts of bonus features. But the main thing that makes these stand out is the fantastic picture quality. So you do want to check those out. And, uh, I, you know, I'm almost scared to bring this one up in front of you because I can just see it coming. But <laughs> st- Steve, yeah, Steve Irwin's daughter, oh, no. Bindi, oh, with no. uh, not the killer killer whale from SeaWorld, uh, with the latest in the Free Willy thing here. This is a sequel. This is Bindi Irwin and Bo Bridges, Escape from Pirate's Cove. Now think about this. His brother's off making Tron Legacy. He's off uh, doing this one, dressed in a pirate costume. And hopefully he wasn't having to double at Long John Silver's in between. (laughs) Because, you know, they may have done the catering. But Well, a little of both. I got to say, you know, man goes from Stargate SG-1 to Free Willy. That is one hell of a fall. I, you know, and I like Bo Bridges, so, you know, I, I pity you. I, I, I mourn his career. Now, speaking of mourning, here was something I did the other night. Uh, so I look at it and I go, okay, you got James Marsden, Cyclops, X-Men, no problem there. Franklin Jello, he's been a bad guy. He's done some Dracula stuff. Cameron Diaz, Cameron Diaz you got the box. All right. All right, and so here it is. An hour and a half later, I'm like, uh, mm, uh, mm, uh. yeah, exactly. I'm like, all right, this is not, this is just too weird for words. Set in the uh, 70s, it's about a couple that come on financial hardship, and they are tasked by a mysterious stranger to press the box and get a million dollars. The one consequence, someone they do not know will die. Well, I think, okay, this is going to set up. This is based on a short story that was very popular from uh, Richard Matheson, who also wrote I Am Legend. And I, you know, Richard Kelly, who directed Donnie Darko, I said, this will be good. I am so confused after the hour and a half. It's like, okay, so if his sponsors might have been aliens, where were they getting the million dollars from? And I'm just so confused. And we're going to leave it at that. So uh, definitely a trippy film for uh, trippy people. Now, one that I did see recently that I did really enjoy, we saw this Saturday night, was The Blind Side. And this is coming out tomorrow. And uh, this is the film that Sandra Bullock won the Academy Award for, for Best Actress. And it is the true story of Michael Orer, who uh, went from basically a homeless teen to a uh, first-round draft pick of the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL. And this is the story of the privileged family from the South that took him in, made him a member of their family, got him playing football, and uh, got him uh, also a college graduate as well. So very touching story, not too formulaic. DVD is very good. Blu-ray is even better. Warner Brothers home video. So... I've uh, pandered to the masses here, so now we're going to hit up for the crowd right now. Mystery Science Theater 3000, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, who doesn't love riffing on bad movies? I do. Well, we had a special interview with Joel Hutchin, who is the creator of Mystery Science Theater. We talked to him on Wednesday, and we have the full interview up on our website. And why Mike Nelson, the head writer who replaced Joel, is off doing riff tracks and stuff. Uh, Joel and the original boys, Trace and J. Elvis Weinstein and Mary Jo and all of them have, and uh, Frank have uh, gone on to a new project called Cinematic Titanic. And this is where they tour the country. And we got to see him last year in Seattle ripping a very bad film. 
where they show movies. They usually come in for two nights, show one movie Friday night, one movie Saturday night, and they rip it live. And you can also get the DVDs of their performances. Now, one of the films they've done, they've done The Oozing Skull. They've gone back and redid Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. They have the classic Mexican vampire film filmed in the Philippines with an all-Filipino cast that we saw. There's a Roger Corman classic, The Wasp Woman. And then, then we got their two latest films, and they were very kind enough to send us these. First, we have East Meets Watts, which is basically the story of an um, immigrant from Hong Kong that comes to Watts to find his brother. And uh, he meets the very afroed and polyestered uh, character named, ready for this, Stud. And uh, Stud has a romantic scene with a mute girl, which is punctuated by him singing, Stud and Sarah, Stud and Sarah. I kid you not. There's a drive-by shooting in the dark where the car doesn't fire. Uh, yes, drive-by shooting. There's a lot of continuity problems. They rip the thing to pieces, and it, it's a terrible movie that just really, just really gets a lot better. Now, as bad as that was, last night we decided to go and see if Baltimore is no longer safe. 1977 classic, The Alien Factor, about three aliens that land in a Baltimore town. Continuity error. Oh, no, this is even worse. Co the... One of the aliens looks like it's been put together with duct tape. The other one, the guy is nearly falling off his stilts. There's a guy that kind of looks like he's channeling Chevy Chase as the mayor. The entire film soundtrack is a Moog synthesizer. The acting is terrible. There's continuity problems all over the place. To give you an idea, there's this one scene where these three kids just come out of nowhere and start playing ball in the street. And this goes on for like five minutes, and you're like, uh, and what's this have to do with the film? The acting's terrible. The sets look like they'll fall apart. And uh, these guys just just merciless, especially the make-out scene in the Fiat with the bottle of liquor. So <laughs> do check that out, cinematictitanic.com, and you can get their tour dates as well as uh, a listing of their other films available. So do check them out. Now, speaking of checking out, we've got some uh, trailers to show you about some upcoming games. And uh, we'll be kicking those off, and then we'll be doing a preview of some games that are coming right now. And uh, we'll uh, finish up the evening with uh, a look at some of the movies that are coming in the next couple of years. Okay, so you'll hear me in the background here, and this is beta. me playing the multiplayer uh, beta of StarCraft II. I've skipped over the account setup. We've got our Battle.net thing in place, and we're just looking for a match. We did a run-through last night, and um, right now we're going to do a quick run-through of one of the Terran multiplayer maps. So as soon as we get a match online, uh, we'll be back and we'll show you what's going on. Okay, so I don't expect this one to last very long, folks. This is a uh, one versus one. I did a two versus two last night. So we'll see how this works out. I'm taking the Terran guys. And as you can see, we have a lot of similar menu and layout. Not enough minerals. You gotta get enough minerals to build the refinery. 
As you can see, you got a really nice telescoping view. Look how sharp and clear those graphics are. The uh, command center can be upgraded. I was able to make it a fortress last night and uh, put some firepower on it. It wasn't a lot, but it did help. Uh, it did help keep things going. So we're building uh, refineries, getting the best you can gas. I was able to get tactical nukes last night. One of the great things about it is you were able to fire from multiple silos. I had two silos set up, and I had the same ghost fire two successive shots. So that was a real nice separate over the one cap that was in the previous one. everything built up and you can see some of the action. So here we are a little further in. As you can see, I've got the base somewhat built up now. And what I'm doing here is I'm going to show you a ghost that is in action. And he is uh, scared out of mission. We're going to try to show off the nuke for you if all goes well. Okay. Now, I know this will be considered a waste of a This is my nuke. first nuke launch in the game. And while this is on site, I'd like to tell you about the other day. I got a uh, drop on my uh, enemy target, and I dropped two nukes on him, only to find out it was my teammate. And thanks uh, to this friendly fire was on, so they made a very nice light show, but that was it. Kaboom! explosion or what? Of course, you know, the problem with that is like I alerted the other guy that I had the big bopper, and uh, he decided it was time to uh, come on and make a little example. 
really quick. We've located the, the enemy and we're dropping the nuke on him. That is the Thor. Is, that is uh, a great oh. little water unit that can siege out of its shoulder cannons and the ground. So as you can see, i got Thors moving around, and I've got nukes. And so the other guy, who was basically playing possum at this point, decided it was time to come in and uh, do something about it. special in store so we're gonna find out soon okay so here's my little effort today we're gonna bring over two Thors uh, a ghost and a marauder and we're going to attempt to basically sneak attack the base now like I said I fully expect this guy has got some kind of uh, big surprise waiting for me and there Now we know what he's holding. Well, he's mass air units and he's coming after me with siege weapons. And we're going to show him what we've got going. I am running dry on a tactical weapons, but I'm not going to give up without a fight.
We're going back. Oh, SCVs. To those folks out in the chat room, I understand that someone very close to me has commented how they like Plants vs. Zombies better, which is true. The only problem is neither one of us can play this game very well, as you can see. The sad thing is I've always thought I was halfway decent at real-time strategy, although 3D shooters were a little more my mix. The biggest problem is resource gathering. No matter, You just never have enough money, and those stupid gas vapor things... I mean, I like the big stuff. I like the explosions. I like the big guns. And I'm sick and tired of these little gnat units swarming me. And that's one of the things I've liked on a side note. We'll be talking about this more on a, one of the future shows. I'm playing Command & Conquer 4 right now. And I like the fact that you can move the base around a lot easier and make it either an offensive base or a defensive base. So we'll play that and see how that all works out. Anyway... One of the things I'd love, too, folks, is if you'd love to uh, send us a message, let us know about some games you want to uh, hear about in the future, and we'll definitely do what we can to get those on. I can tell you this game, uh, it's been delayed a bit because they've uh, revamped Battle.net, but Blizzard is actually releasing it as three different games. Your first game is going to be a Terran campaign. The second one will be Protoss, and I believe that the third one is Zerg or vice versa. Now, the thing about it is when you play multiplayer, the um, the multiplayer aspect of the game is actually uh, allows you to play all three of the races. So I had a lot of fun playing it. I'm still playing the beta. Can't wait to check that out. Also, on a side note, while we're thinking about it, Star Trek Online is really picking up, and I'm having a lot of fun with that. So if you get a chance to play Star Trek Online, drop us a line. We'll gladly add you to the fleet because I could use some help with that, definitely. I am not. I play MMOPGs, but I'm not, unfortunately, due to my schedule, able to put 10 hours a day in them. So I use a lot of help. Um, but let me talk about some stuff that we don't need help with and uh, we do want to play out. Available on the uh, PS3 and the PSP system, MLB 10 Show. If you're a frustrated Seattle Mariner fan or any other fan, do check this out. Now, I think the Mariners are actually going to have a good team this year. If we can just keep Milton Bradley from getting thrown out of the games this year, I think we're going to be just fine. He's uh, been thrown out twice already. 
So, uh, you know, it's kind of sad when you have more ejections than homers in your spring training. But, hey, anything can happen. So, PSP right there, MLB The Show. And if you want action, this one rocks. You like Call of Duty, you like Bad Company 2, you've got uh, – the latest in SOCOM, Fireteam Bravo 3, and it's got four-player multiplayer support on it, and uh, you can really rock in this one. So definitely four-player co-op online, first ever, can do up to 16 players over your PSP. So very good. For those that like something a little different, we've got Fragile Dreams from Xseed. This is for the Wii. This is more of an anime-style game. Uh, but if you like that, if the folks like the Final Fantasy games, which are doing really well right now, you do want to check this one out. And our latest and greatest that we just got, Just Cause 2. For if you liked Uncharted 2, this is the kind of game that you're going to love. This is nonstop action. It's available for all the major systems, PC, PS3, Xbox 360. And your job is to find and capture a rogue agent. And, of course, you've got lots of action on it. Uh, it's what you want, theater-style action in a game right now. What do you think, Jim? I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm so uncoordinated. I, I I'm just really lousy at the games. I mean, I love StarCraft. I love the original StarCraft, despite the fact that I got my ass handed to me every single time I played. But um, I'm just not that big of an electronic gamer, so I'm probably the worst person to ask. D but don't get me wrong. I love the I love StarCraft. I love Diablo, and I love some of the MMOs out there. I'm just not very good at them. Yeah, I know. That's the sad thing. I mean, I look at myself as competitive on the online. I can do a good job. You know, I may not dominate the map, but I can at least make myself respectable. And when I played Bioshock 2, been doing well with the solo campaign, played the multiplayer, taking a few guys out, I'm doing fine. And then you come up to something like StarCraft and Command & Conquer 4, where it's just one humiliating beatdown after another after another. So I said, all right, well, I'm going to go over. I'm going to bring the PS3 out. Looking forward to Gods of War 3, which is coming soon. Batman Arkham Asylum. Absolutely love the thing. I'm rolling all the way through it, and then I get near the end with this Poison Ivy level, and I am just frustrated beyond belief. And as Jen will tell you, there have been a few uh, choice phrases dropped more often than not on that. So, anyway. Well, I'll tell you. Um, well, you mentioned Command & Conquer 4, and i got to say, I, I was... Uh, shocked that they came out with a Command & Conquer 3 and they had Grace Park and Trisha Helfer and Michael Ironside in that and I, I'm, I'm so upset because I never actually got a chance to get that game and play it but it did remind me of one thing um, you know a lot of these, these real time strategy leagues like the original Starcraft they had a lot of cheat codes built in well, West, Westwood Studios, uh, Electronic Arts, they're notorious for not putting in cheat codes uh, or, or not publicizing them or, or taking them out once they're done with actually releasing. One of the things I, w I think they should do, though, if they, if they, if they don't want to put in the cheat codes, that's totally fine. Um, but for, for, for those of us who are really crappy at games and can't get past the fifth level without getting our asses handed to us by the computer, no less, uh, I think they need to have a special story mode a, a special story mode because you normally normally have the campaigns you'll learn the story no i want to see scenarios played out where you don't actually have to play the game but you can still watch and enjoy the story because the original starcraft story was fantastic it was phenomenal it was a great blizzard did a fantastic job with coming out with this really rich story and they did that with starcraft 2 or with the starcraft they did that with diablo uh diablo 2 and uh, the previews for diablo 3 which are still working on um, Command and Conquer, same thing. 
you got this fantastic story of, about Tiberium, and they just really upped the level with uh, Con Command and Conquer 3, just with the, the talent that they brought in. Uh, and it would be nice, so uh, this is for the studios, Blizzard, Electronic Arts, all the other game studios that are, are putting together these great strategy games and whatnot. Help, helps, I, I, I mean, I know it's a niche market, but help some of us out. Have a little special story mode to where some of us can enjoy the story without actually having to play the game. If for nothing else, we'll never be able to enjoy the story because we're so lousy at the game. Either that or throw in the cheat codes again. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just, it's a never-ending battle, but you know what? We have a good time with it. Always have a good time with it. You should see the Guitar Hero uh, sessions at the house or the DJ uh -huh. Hero. Those go, go, those actually go classic. <laughs> Um, you know, some of the things I'm looking forward to is I'm looking forward to seeing what the fall's going to hold. I've obviously seen StarCraft. I'm very excited to see the new content for Left 4 Dead 2, where the two, the crossing, where the two cast merge. Portal 2 is coming, and every, everyone knows I was a huge fan of the original Portal. I'm looking forward to seeing the new Star Wars uh, massive online game, uh, The Old Republic. Uh, you know, we, we, we can't go wrong with that. I'm really curious to see. All right. Yeah, all right. You can go wrong, but let's hope they was. Bioware, though. That's true. That, and that's, uh, you know, they, they nailed it with Dragon's Age. They've nailed it with Mass Effect 2. And uh, so we're hoping, we're hoping and that that's uh, going to pull off, uh, you know, be the big awesome thing that we've all been waiting for. But there's a lot of stuff, you know. I still keep hearing rumblings that Duke Nukem Forever may not be dead and may be out there somewhere. So we'll keep that in mind. Yes. Well, I've seen a couple pictures of it, actually, and I have seen some gameplay of it, so we can hope. So this is where we're going to go with our contest tonight before we swing over and talk about the films. What I need folks to do tonight is if you would be interested in getting a copy of I Am Virgin starring Ron Jeremy, the human hedgehog, we have a couple copies of that to give away. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, we talked about Mystery Science Theater earlier, and... Uh, well, here we go. So here's what I need you to do. We need you to either text or email. Uh, let's go with text. What do you think? Text or email? Let's go with uh, text. 206-854-4578. Tell us the movie that you are most looking forward to seeing this summer or in the near future. Yeah. 854 Four five seven eight. Now, here's the catch. We need either the movie and or game you are most looking forward to seeing or playing and why, but we need a goofy picture of you too telling you why you need to have the um, the I Am Virgin CD and why that is your, uh, you know, why that's your holy grail and that's your mantra. So start firing those up and we'll look for that and the uh, best winners will be notified on a future show who gets it and who knows we might even do something crazy what do you say jim let's say we may even have the winners come down here and have to publicly show their face and say i entered a contest to win this dvd do i have to be here <laughs> we could be like the baltimore colts fans and be the seahawks speaking of which i wanted to make a quick side note on the seahawks Long-time season ticket holder, I support the team. Two lousy seasons in a row, and they raise ticket prices. What is up with that in the worst economy the, the country's ever seen? Uh, well, again, I'm the last person to ask. I'm a Fairweather fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think, thank God for high-def TV and uh, ticket-buying agencies, huh? <laughs> Legal ticket-buying agencies. Oh, yeah. Ding! 
On a quick note, too, we want to mention uh, public screenings this week that we are going to be screening Hot Tub Time Machine and next Monday, Clash of the Titans in 3D. And, uh, yes, Jen, I know, Sam Worthington and his loincloth, Liam Neeson, we'll talk about that later. Um, Warner Brothers is going nuts with 3D. Uh, Not only has um, Clash of the Titans was already done and in the can, and they converted it to 3D after seeing the success of Avatar. And uh, for our Canadian friends out there, Ryan Reynolds, the new Green Lantern, will also be in 3D. They're going to start filming Wolverine 2 in January, and that will be filmed in Japan. Oh. And uh, Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll also, filming in January, and I am so happy about this, and I know this is one I'm seeing on my own because no one in my current household will go with me to that one. Uh, there's the prequel to The Thing is going to film up in Vancouver finally, starting in January. And it's all about what happened at the Norwegian camp prior to the events of the first film. And uh, Bruce Willis has told us that Di- um, Die Hard 5 is they've got a script and they're ready to go. And filming in South Africa right now is Death Race 2. And uh, assuming he doesn't do any more couch jumping, our good, uh, I'm not going to say our good friend, Our favorite topic of conversation, Tom Cruise may be returning for Tropic Thunder 2. And uh, even... I got to comment on it. Okay. You know, uh, as as loving or hating as as you may have Tom Cruise, I got to say this. He kicked ass in in Tropic Thunder. He he made that show. Don't get me wrong. I love Jack Black. I love Ben Stiller. I loved all all the guys that, that, you know, Robert Downey Jr. that they made. That was a funny show. But really, it was Tom Cruise that really just kind of clenched it. So whether you like Tom Cruise or not, let's, let's, let's play fair. He did a fantastic job in, in Tropic Thunder. So. Absolutely, and he is doing Men in, uh, Men in Black, excuse me, Mission Impossible um, 4, which okay. is in the planning stages. Now, the funny thing about speaking about 4, see, there is some continuity to this. We don't just do it completely off the cuff, even though we do. <laughs> Uh, so talk about the go to college. UW graduate here, everybody. That's right. And uh, quit sending me a, a request for donations. But UW graduate here, and I've got my mind full of all this, uh, you know, pop culture trivia here. Go figure. Uh, even though they've done four direct-to-DVD sequels, they have a planned American Pie 4 in the works now that'll be about Jim and Michelle's baby. And Sean William Scott said, yeah, I may be bringing the stiffler back. So... Go figure. Um, we've been talking a lot about video games today. And you know how Hollywood is mining classic board games like Candyland and Battleship and Monopoly. I refer to the Robot Chicken episode where they showed Slip and Slide. Hungry, hungry hippos. Okay, that the, I, that's where we're heading. That's where we're heading. I, I got to tell you. The, the next thing I'm gonna th- we're going to see Mastermind the movie. By the way, for those of you at Universal Studios, we do get a production credit if any of these things go in. Yeah. Co- copyrighted. Yeah, because from your lips to the uh, development room board. Uh, but these are already in the works now. Missile Command, Asteroids, and Space Invaders, which is basically Bruce Willis running back and forth, shooting up through a shield at something going, whoa, 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 for 90 minutes. But, yes, they are in the... P- <laughs> Richard Simmons. <laughs> uh, striped shorts optional. 
Now, speaking about optional, but uh, already in the works. Now, thankfully, there's not going to be a 17-year gap between these. Harrison Ford, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, they've got a script, for, in, or at least a story, and they've approved it for Indiana Jones 5. Of course. Look at all the money it made. Why wouldn't you do it? Possibly in 3D. Maybe not. Now, interesting enough. I don't think it would work in 3D. I mean, no. That, 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 that's, that's can't pull. That, you don't want that in 3D. Oh, exactly. Now, one of the things that we found interesting is that uh, Neil Patrick Harris is going to be, will be in the Smurfs movie. And uh, Katy Perry will be voicing Smurfette. The classic, and I just saw it on Blu-ray the other day, uh, 80s film Night of the Creeps maybe getting a remake. And talk about timing. Tomorrow night on Lost, we're going to get the story of Richard, the man who never ages. Well, should they go this this way with the next Star Trek film, he's uh, one of the possibilities to play Khan, should they use Khan in the next film. And we know the Sherlock Holmes uh, 2 and 3 have been greenlit, and apparently Brad Pitt may be playing Moriarty in the not-too-distant future. J.J. Uh, Abrams, busy guy. Can't they actually get a Brit to play? Uh, no, 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 come on now. Good point. Uh, we may be seeing uh, the Micronauts, the uh, toys and comic series coming. And one thing that we're going to talk about, and this is one that we definitely like the feedback from the, uh, from the uh, listening audience, uh, Ridley Scott is, uh, was going to produce, but he's been tapped to direct. They're going to be doing a prequel to the Alien film, the original Alien film. Now, Scorny Weaver will not be in it, but apparently it's been a little controversial because some say... While we want to see this, we're very interested to see Ridley return and do things. Um, it could demystify the series, i.e., we might know where the aliens came from. We might know what the space jockey was. We might know a lot more about what the company knew. And upon seeing it, it undermines the original alien films. Now, true, but in some thought, I look at it and say, some people say, yeah, but if you watch the Star Wars you know, prequel trilogy, it undermines the original film. But, uh, you know, they were not intended. You see the originals, then you see that. I would think somewhere down the road people would say, oh, well, I better watch Alien before I watch the prequel because it's the way it's intended. Your thoughts? I'm having flashbacks to episode one. Uh, but... Uh <laughs> Um, I, I don't think there could, I don't think there's an issue with prequels, but as as far as watching order, it depends on what the what the writers and director do. If they plan, like like in Star Wars, you actually should watch Episode Four first, because then you get the surprise that spoiler alert you get the surprise that Darth Vader is in fact Luke's father. Whereas if what? you if you didn't already know this, so so. If you watch episode, but if you watch it from the beginning, you know, yeah, Lucas said it's uh, the the whole trilogy has always been a story about Anakin. But the problem is, it doesn't really make it interesting. The first three movies, if you watch them from one to six, the entire storyline is not really that exciting. However, however, if you watch them four to six, then one to three. You get the really juicy stuff, and then you get the backstory, which, I if you watch them in that order, does make 1, 2, and 3 just a little bit better and a little bit more pal palatable on the stomach, at least for me. I had no problem with 2 and 3. The effects were fantastic. You know, Lucas told us ahead of time they'd be different films. Yeah, they were all 
We got a lot of stuff to cover. So much stuff to cover. We got 3D movies that they're looking at. We've got horror films, but we've got other shows to talk about. So uh, we're going to be wrapping it up soon. By all means, anybody out there, you know, email us your comments, email us your questions, stuff you'd like to comment on. If you want information on how to get a subscription to our magazine, if you'd like to get information on how to get our Upside Down currently, Skewed and Reviewed t-shirts that all benefit charities. If you'd like information on where we're going to be talking about, uh, we'll be attending some panels. I said at NorwestCon. we got Crypticon coming up. Lots of stuff out there. And by all means, check the website. We're still in the process of revamping it. We've been doing a total makeover on it. And so some of the graphics haven't been added into place, some of the new features. But we definitely love to hear from you. Join us on Facebook. Join us on Twitter. And I always take the time to answer everyone back. So want to thank everyone. Jim, what's your uh, comments for the night? Not so much a comment as a, another blatant plug from my website. Uh, uh, www.pac-fen.com, pacfen.com. Uh, I do an internet podcast show called Pacific Fen Spotlight. Um, we go, I go to the various conventions in the Northwest area and interview people. I interview the guests. I interview the uh, attending members. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So when you're done visiting Skewed and Viewed, visit my website, Pacific Fen Spotlight. Uh, Gareth, I'm sure you're going to get a link up there soon. Absolutely, as soon as the link thing. Real quick, our uh, hopeful guest for next week, we are going to have uh, some next week, next time, we are going to have the guys from NorwestCon coming by to talk about the show. And with any luck, special in-studio guests, the boys from PopCap are going to come down and talk about the 10th anniversary of Bejeweled. So check that out, and we thank you very much. Have a good evening, everyone. As we leave you tonight, we're going to give a preview for the next Batman game coming from Warner Brothers Interactive and Eidos. This is Arkham Asylum 2, current working title. Thank you all. Good night.
All right, everyone, that was ITV Live, Skewed Your Rude with Gareth and Jim. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. Got to jump out of the studio really quick, but don't forget to go to their website, www.sknr.net. Log on to get those free prizes that Gareth spoke of earlier in the show. Again, Skewed and Reviewed on ITV Live. Don't forget to go to our website, itvnw.com. Register to become an ITV VIP member. Enter to win free prizes and win guest appearances on the show. This is Darren and the guys from Skewed and Reviewed at the ITV Live Studios in downtown Seattle. Until next week, stay clean. <laughs>